0: Or maybe right. it's a short episode. Maybe it's a really short episode. It'll just be we, you and Michael Lombardi. Are we restarting? No, it's still going. So oh, okay. the Calliendo Cast with Frank Calliendo, John Home. You know what? That's good enough.
1: All right, and that's been a great episode, guys. Okay. You, well done. Do you cut you out? Really crushed out? it. I missed that whole point from you asking if you cut out to the end.
0: Yeah. Wow. No, this is, this is, that's me. I actually made a point quicker than I normally do.
1: Amazing. you know, And i and I think I completely concur.
0: I, you should. Absolutely. <laughs> now, um, before we we're while we're waiting for Lombardi too, cause I want to get that insider type information. Uh, what uh, are you guys doing anything for Christmas? Cause we just, all we have is boxes coming to our house and the outside looks like the Griswolds already.
1: Uh, we decorated the house. We might go on like a two day quiet, just the two of us thing. No, like getaway. Like if we go, it would be like a staycation in a far off resort. And that's about it.
0: And you, didn't, you ended up not going to Vegas because yeah. Vegas, it, it, it wasn't as much as you wanted to see it empty. You didn't want to see it empty where you couldn't do anything at all.
1: Well, I got a, a text. Well, the governor of Nevada last week said we're cutting it back. 25% capacity, uh, super heavy uh, restrictions on restaurants and bars. And and they were at 50% before. So I talked to the casino hostess, and she goes, everything's fine. It's good. And then I talked to a friend of mine who went there, and he said, when I was there at 50% and he smokes, so he said I, he'd have his mask, and he'd take a drag off his cigarette. And if he didn't get it right back on, there was a guy right behind him going, mask, mask, mask. <laughs> And he said, so he just left a cigarette in his mouth. And he goes, not doing that. Let's go. And they monitored his time on a slot machine. The tables were, and he's like, it was. What do you mean
0: why, why were they monitoring his time on the slot machine? You can only they be. have a
1: capacity issue in the. Oh. So they don't want people just lingering while they've got people wandering around. So if you're sitting in one spot too long, they're like, you know, we're going to have to move it. At 25%, they were going to be like everybody in, everybody out. Or there's nobody there, so it just and the restaurants had restrictions on reservations, and I could have done it. I just didn't want to hassle it. I don't like going to Vegas and going. All right, six o'clock we do this. Seven. You were with me, Frank. You know. Yeah. Let's just goof around. We'll have dinner at seven, uh, and then we'll figure it out from there. But I it, like
0: the way you do it too. Where I, I, listen, I guess you're up in general or overall. You're up when you're in Vegas, right? You have you are you in the positive or the negative in all your time in Vegas?
1: Over. Years negative. Yeah.
0: I'm sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You must be, because the way they treat you is so fantastic. You just go everywhere and it's all taken care of. Yeah. To the point where, like, for for years, you told me how much you'd win. I crush and I won this much, and I, I believed it. It was like my dad telling me how he was always up. And uh, Frank, I I I won a hundred bucks. But yeah, but how much do you spend? I I I don't know, Frank. I, I enjoy it. It's like a vacation for me, Frank. Yeah. It's just I have fun. I have fun. Yeah, but now mom divorced you, so. uh
1: <laughs> well, I have, uh, I'm, I'm probably the way they treat me and the times I've won versus the times I've lost. I'm probably even, but I've had some big wins and I've had some walkaways where you're like, ah, that didn't go well. Enough. So yeah, but that was
0: some of the most fun. Cause you just go everywhere to the nicest restaurants oh, yeah. to everything. And I, I, you know, when I do that kind of stuff, I, I don't, I don't want to say I panic, but I'm cheap. So I will start to look at different things. And if the kids order something off the menu, I'm going, do you really need the steak on the stone? Can't you just get the steak by itself? I mean, that hot rock costs an extra six bucks.
1: Vegas was fun with you because you seemed like you'd been there so many times as the guy, like your name's on the fucking billboard outside. And yet we ate and I watched you pick up the bill at Pucks and go, hmm, huh. And it was going to get comped, but it was like, uh, and then when we went last time, your eyes are wide open. Like, this is how it works. I'm like, Frank, your name was on the Monte Carlo. Yeah, but they always, ch- they I because I made so
0: much money, they charged me for everything. So I had a, I had a certain amount that I was allowed to, uh, you know, a per diem type of thing, but I was making so much money that they all felt like, well, you can afford this. It was because the the contract fight to get it up to where I wanted it to be. They, they didn't want to pay me that much. And I got it up so much that they're like, okay, well now everything's going to cost you just like Lombardi. Hello.
1: And you You got me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good
1: enough. There he is. The man is home. There we go. Oh, big game
2: today. Huh?
1: (laughs) Nothing better. Call All my rowdy friends are here for Wednesday afternoon. (laughs) Yeah iced afternoon,
2: maybe a little snow. It'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it, except for the fact that I don't understand how come it happened the way it did. But what are you going to do? Yeah, we need, oh, well. we need, we need
0: a walkthrough. I mean, we need okay. a plane. Pl- <laughs> I've been telling you know. <laughs> John and I just text back and forth, and I even texted you, Michael. Um, by the way, Michael Lombardi, I, and you, I asked you, why can Denver play and the Ravens can't? And you're like, my wife just asked me the same question. And, uh, <laughs> she
2: did. It was exactly at the same time. I mean, it was like really two on the same, literally at the
1: same time. We're fucking <laughs>
0: shepatical.
2: <laughs> it's an Italian so, thing, I think.
1: Um, did so all the it, times across the nation wonder at the exact same What the fuck? <laughs> Probably.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like a
0: giant uh, thought bubble. We yes. all think at the same time we're scooping up <laughs> some spaghetti around,
1: a fork, and a spoon. You know, it, it all works. And, and you know can't why? get cheese. It's because of gambling. What the fuck is going on? How are you supposed to fucking bet on the Broncos? They got a fucking kid there playing quarterback. Bullshit. It had so, to- that's a pretty good
2: pesci right there. That was a pretty
0: good pesci. He's right a talent. There. He's a t- I, I only do old pesci too. I
2: only do this one right here. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so the new
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah new the new pesci with the glasses and the uh with the big glasses, the, the, yeah. The Irishman the Irishman looked at uh that whole uh, <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Dude? Yeah. I've never been able to do There's that one that he change. does though. John it's does the young Pesci. I be from I do the casino.
1: Peshy. You make me pop your eye out of your skull for fucking Charlie M. That fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the, the kitchen. the best. Let's
2: get back to. Let's get back. Whatever we want to do, let's do it. Yeah. How come it so, happened? All right. So I, I think you know the difference between the Ravens Steelers game is the Ravens had positive testing now. They're going to get fined and lose a substantial draft choice because of their neglect within their building. Okay, there was a coach that they've already uh, told the league office that he basically wasn't wearing a mask and didn't follow protocols,
1: And had a cold. He also had a cold cold with no mask, which is insane. And I think his daughter
2: came home from college, and that was also wasn't part of the disclosure. There was a little bit of a cover-up. Okay, so they had COVID running through their building. The, the Broncos had contract tracing problems that no one knew if they had COVID, so they had to remove them away from the team at the time that they did, that, that they found out about contact tracing. And that just so happened to be the day before the game when no test could come through. So it's completely different. There was no COVID running through their building. There was the potential of COVID based on contact tracing that put them in a different category than the game had the Broncos had 15 cases of COVID the night before the game, the game would have been moved.
0: How much do you think, how many much covering up of things do you think is going on in these buildings? Do you think uh, there, I mean, everybody's got to be struggling with morality in this situation and you don't have to give any specifics, obviously that you, I, I mean, you probably wouldn't, but I mean, I just, I got to believe that everybody, as much as I've learned about how everybody goes up to the line and maybe even over it as much as they can in professional sports. Everybody tests everything and tries to get away with as much as they can. And years ago, I talked to Gruden. He's like, my dad didn't mow the lawn, you know, and they're playing at Notre Dame, USC, USC comes in. We're not mowing the lawn. We're letting them run through a, a, you know, a giant rice field, man. So, I just I have trouble and even in, I mean it even goes all the way to the government like everybody tries to get away with as much as they can how much do you think is really uh, really being followed how much is isn't what, well, what are your thoughts the,
2: well I think it's pretty I think it's pretty strict so for example on bye weeks the players if you have a bye week if you're not in the in to take a test every day during the bye week you're going to get fined fifty thousand dollars 50. 50. If they made it five, guys would go away. If they make it 50, not so many go away. So there's rules and everything is run by the league. And they have cameras in these facilities of they're catching people without masks on. And so I think they've done a really good job of, of trying to clamp this down. I don't think this is where we can stretch the letter of the law You know, that guy's really not hurt, but we'll put him on injury reserve, that kind of stuff that used to go on in the league. I don't think this is the case here. I think coaches are trying to be as serious about it as possible because they know how
1: dangerous this thing is. How how does it work, Michael, when, like uh, – because I was reading about forfeits in the NFL, and if a team forfeits, like if something gets so haywire that they have to forfeit, both teams take the loss. But COVID has a little addendum to that, that if a team – it's it's a non-factor right now because the NFL will juggle and figure this out. But if the Ravens got to the point – they had two more tests yesterday. They said that it didn't affect their travel so they can come today. If it happened again, they get two more tests today and they have to do it and they're like, we can't reschedule this game without extending the season. Do they Do they forfeit or if they moved it to week 18, is it an opportunity for all these players to get back on the roster Or is it day of scheduled game, that's your roster, and then you have to play that in week 18 with who would have played?
2: Right. But remember, if you're on the COVID list, you still get paid a game check. This whole delaying and moving of games is so that the forfeits mean no one gets paid. And then that's really – that creates chaos and problems. They're doing everything in their power to make sure guys get paid. They're not doing everything in their power to make sure – that the quality of play is standardized. They don't care about that. So, you know, and all I can tell you is having two sons who coach in the National Football League, I can't, if I I go see them for Christmas, I have to take a test and quarantine for 10 days before I actually go and then take another test. So I can't see my grandchildren. So I can't go and see... I can't go to Carolina or New England unless I follow the protocols as an outside observer. My sons for Christmas, they had it for Thanksgiving. They could not leave. They had it. Even though they work every day around these other coaches, they had to have Thanksgiving by themselves. And if someone came from the outside, they had to write it down. Then that testing procedure had to go through. So the league is doing everything in their power to control it. It's hard. But I think deeper than that, and they need credit for this, is they're trying to get the players paid. They're tr- even though this game's going to be played before we kick off the the tree in Rockefeller Center, they want the players to get paid, and I think they're trying to, like hell to do that without having to go to an extra week. I don't know. I think the extra week opens Pandora's box for them.
1: Yeah. Now, if you're getting corporate to the Steelers as the GM of a team, and this happens to you for a second time, you lose your bye week, but everybody's still getting paid. Uh, do you make, so, what kind of uh, actions would you take as a GM of the team that really didn't have the problem that's getting hammered around like this for a second time?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I would be, if, you know, I would be complaining, you know, the Ravens, I would want to see what the fine is for the Ravens. I mean, if they took away, uh, you know, whatever they, they, they charge, the Patriots got fined three fifty for for something. I mean, uh, the the Saints were five hundred thousand for not wearing masks in the locker room. I mean, this should be a heavy fine. And I think if as long as the league finds the Ravens and takes away draft picks like they've done other teams, there's really nothing Kevin Colbert could say. Just like, hey, this is part of this is what we signed up for this year. This goes under the umbrella of COVID nineteen.
0: What's a what's a fine that uh, that really affects? an NFL team it, what, what dollar amount, like you said, for the, for the players, but what dollar amount starts to really get, uh, is it, are some, does it depend on the owner or, uh, yeah. you know,
2: I think the only thing that really kills teams and yeah. yeah. the fines, the, the, the fines are, yeah. Okay. You're going to find me a million dollars. So, okay. The, that's the owner's problem. Nobody really, that doesn't get trickled down. But the the owner doesn't
0: care. I mean, the owners have to care. I'm sure the
2: owner gets mad about it. I'm sure he's probably furious about it. But, you know, and he complains. But the effect of the draft pick has real effect. Like, we lost from the flake gate. We lost a first-round pick and a million dollars. I didn't feel the effect of the million RKK did, Robert Kraft did. But that first-round pick affected our Patriot football team, there's no doubt.
0: I want to go back. I, I want to go back one more second, too. To you said with the cameras in the facilities, is that those are NFL cameras are in all the facilities, or those are just the cameras that they normally would have in the facilities? I think they normally
2: they have all the security cameras that are, and I think the protocols have to get fired followed. And I think there's a there's a see everybody thinks the teams are doing the testing. There's an outside there's an outside testing that's that's handled. This is it the Patriots do the testing and it goes to the Patriots lab? This is all being handled by the league office.
0: They have some type of uh, third-party company that does all that. Okay.
2: I, I assume so. Yeah.
1: It all seems so insane, though, when you watch what happened to the Broncos. And you're right; it's all about. You know, they said that they wouldn't they wouldn't ever interrupt competitive play for competitive reasons, just medical. But when you watch what happened to Denver, and they're asking, "Can we get an offensive coordinator or an assistant offensive coach to suit up to be our quarterback because he might understand it better than anybody else?" And the league's like, "Nope." You hit, a, you hit the nail on the head. They don't care about the competition on the field. Get the game over with.
2: Get the game over. Let's get that. Let's, and, and I'm sure they had a good rating for the game. I mean, look, we, we all complained about the Thanksgiving Day games. There's no good games. You know, high, highest rating of, of the year on anything on television. So they care about TV. They care about getting that game on. They want to make sure that game's on. The ratings for the Thanksgiving were the highest Thanksgiving ratings, I think, in the last five, six years.
1: Yeah. Do you think it, do you think that if it's a team like the Steelers, the Ravens uh, versus the Broncos uh, playoff contenders this late in the year, that there's going to be a different treatment of this?
2: I don't think they can. I think that the only reason the Broncos got treated differently is because of the tracing, not it was in the building. Right. And I think the league's going to take the same attitude. Like, look, you've got to deal with what you got. I mean, there, can it be any worse for the, for the Ravens RG three? I mean, we're basically having a, a throwback game in Pittsburgh. I mean, we got Des Bryant, 2013, RG three, 2013. I mean, it's like a this is like a, the the you know the Fourth of July old timers game going on for the Raiders. You know, so I mean, Jamal Lewis might come back. I don't know. You know, <laughs> so uh, I, I think the league is just saying, look, you 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 have to police yourself, and if you don't do a good job, it could cost you games, like it cost Denver a game.
1: Yeah. I do think, though, that there is an aspect of the idea that's just for the player's safety. And I'm not, you know, look, as a Steeler fan, I love the idea the Ravens are going to limp out onto that field today. But from a player's safety standpoint, if you can't make the scheduled time, you take the L or, you 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 know, to reschedule it over and over, does kind of open the door to the idea of favoritism in a strange way. Because now, you know, you, you do it one more time and all of a sudden the Ravens are healthy. And it yeah. changes the aspect of everything. So, I mean, if everybody's going through the same thing, everybody can accept the idea, hey, we screwed up this entire thing. We got 19 players with COVID. We're going to take the L and we're moving on to next week because now the the Redskins – or I'm sorry, the Washington football team, the Cowboys, everybody's affected now because this game got so crooked. So other teams are having to adjust.
2: And I think they would be more than happy to do that. To give the, I think they would have been more than happy to give the Ravens an L, but then they wouldn't have been able to pay the players.
1: And then that becomes a union issue and the that becomes a
2: whole thing. And you know, there's some poor kid who's on practice squad who doesn't get a check this week. And he's living month to month. I mean, that becomes a whole set of other problems. So in the interest of helping everybody, I think you've got to be able to pay the, that's what they want to do. And I don't think they want to open up that last weekend because then it just gets, then maybe people will be so relaxed with their approach that, well, we'll just make it up sometime down the road. But look, one thing about the Ravens now—they couldn't wait to blame us and the flakegate. I mean, that you know, somehow if they could pin the virus being in their building on the Patriots, they'll do that. There's just no, <laughs> no doubt.
0: Listen, we've just yeah. unleashed a uh, yeah. some sort of. We, we brought a Patriot Steve.
2: player in here, and <laughs> he had it, and it's, it was—they maliciously did it. So if they could do that, they'll be more than happy. But they—they they, look, look at—I I think the worst story. Of all this was Santa Clara what they did to the 49ers yeah
1: yeah because they' here now. The Phoenix I mean this yeah, is they're, a- they're with you
2: and, and, and th- those guys couldn't go back and see their families
1: yeah
2: they had to literally take off from Los Angeles to go to they couldn't get back into Santa Clara County I don't think
0: Wow it's so it, 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 that's so just so I, I don't even understand so you the, the, no contact sports there and they're just shutting everything down that's the whole situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, and look, it, I don't know how that's going to curb the the spread of the virus. I don't understand it. I, you know, look, and then my question is, now that we seem like we're on track for a a vaccine, do, does sports teams move up the list to get the vaccine first? Where does the entertainment industry fill in to the, get the vaccine? You know, we're talking about which we have to give it to. First responders and the elderly. That's important. But then who's next?
1: Yeah. John. When do you I'm I'm gonna get I've already got a guy who's gonna get me some. I got a street. Yeah, that, the, the, I've the, actually you know,
2: talked to us- all us goombas,
0: we got a guy. We got yeah. a guy. That's got the <laughs> My uncle Phil passed away. I'd I'd have him. I, uh,
2: <laughs> I, and I don't want, I'm not
0: an anti-vaxxer or anything like that, but I have talked to a couple of the doctors and I think we talked about this last week that a lot are saying, eh, maybe you wait a little bit to see how it goes first. Um, you know, not that there's any, you know, monkey business going on or anything, but they're just like, you just kind of want to see how it plays out a little bit before you you get it. So yeah, I, don't know. I mean, There's... but
2: you want your life. I mean, when, I mean, you need to be. On I don't. The I don't.
1: I don't want my life back. I, <laughs> I, uh... I think so bad. I've actually enjoyed the quarantine. But the NFL will have to get it because I mean, it's a huge business. TV, not only the TV side, but the actual revenue generated throughout the games. I mean, this is a massive thing to come back. Sports, especially. Um, And you can't miss March Madness twice in a row. That's a billion dollar deal for CBS. So I would imagine that vaccine heads right down the the chain into entertainment pretty early.
2: You would think. And then it also would be for people maybe like Frank, who's a little bit reluctant to take it, to see athletes that have taken it and have has the virus kind of gone away from the industry. And that will allow people to have more comfort and take
0: I mean, if they gain superpowers, I'm all for it. I, I, uh, well, that's more of a worry. I don't want to be at an advantage over the average person as I come back to society. I, I think I actually have societal anxiety uh, to be honest with you. I think I you know, a little bit of me is like, me is like I kind of like being Shrek here. I, I like being living underneath the bridge. Nobody bothers me. And then getting back into this, I know my kids feel it, especially my son. Like, when he's got to go back to school, the anxiety hits a little bit, and he's like, uh, I don't know. Because they just cut everything off with school in the last week, so they're home 100% of the time instead of going to school two days a week right now because the the uh, cases are so uh, have uh, gone up so much. So I don't know. I, one thing, I, another question I have was, uh, and John, you seem to know, and maybe I just missed it, when is the Steelers' next game? game did that get pushed yeah, as well yeah 12 yeah. seven yeah. at five
2: o'clock yeah
1: so they're Monday our time uh, three five o'clock so but but that's where that's where that little creaking door of conspiracy kicks in because the Ravens get an extra day after all this they're gonna play their game on Tuesday next week so they get they get a little favoritism whereas the Steelers should have gotten that extra day although it shortens their next week it never ends for the team that didn't have the problem. And that's, that's where everybody's like, at least on the Steelers side, and fans who have been – like the 49ers fans also chimed in and saying, wait a minute, we had a load of players out, and we still had to play what, what essentially was a playoff game. Nobody knew Jimmy G was going to get hurt, or the Niners were going to get decimated the way they did. And they went out and got trounced by the Packers on a Thursday night because the league was just unforgiving. And so you look at stuff like, I get it, medical, you got to move it. But why do the Ravens get the extra day next week? Why does – why is that the occurrence? Why why can't you know,
2: they? Be punished? On my board, on my board, I have next on twelve seven. I have Washington Pittsburgh at five, Dallas Baltimore at five, and then this then the night game Buffalo San Francisco.
1: Now I had read that they're Tuesday. The Ravens are Tuesday. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at it right now. It's it's Cowboys Ravens six oh five p.m. probably our time, Arizona Mountain Time on Tuesday, Tuesday December eighth. Yeah.
2: yeah, so they gave the,
1: them one more.
2: Yeah, they get one more and the Steelers don't. I mean, look, it pays, I guess, Dick Cass, the president, and Steve, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Bashotti, the owner. Maybe they have some political cap- capital with with, with with Goodell, but it is a disadvantage, certainly. I mean, the Steelers should not have to be the first team to play after that. They should get another day off. I mean, they're going to play tonight and then they got to play next Monday. That's a, that's a yeah. quick turnaround, too, against Washington. Was
1: and they've
0: already been screwed by the Titans game, right, John? They,
2: exactly.
1: So, they found out their bye week was a bye week on the Thursday of the week. And then that their reschedule game uh, with the Titans came on what would have been a bye week for the Ravens. And then the Ravens got the, uh, the bye week and got a week off before the Steelers game, which is insane. So, I mean, you know, look, you're 10-0, boohoo, tears all over the place. But it's, it's making this, this season uh, – look, if, if Mike Tomlin comes out of this thing – 13-3 and three or 14-2, and two, he's coach of the year. Uh, there's yeah. nobody who can get through what they've been through on top of the fact that they're winning this way. Uh, they have been kind of the, the, the can that got kicked throughout COVID more than anyone else, and I know everybody else has that beef. They're my team. But even if they weren't, I'd look and say, man, this is a coaching job that you can't – if they come out of these next two weeks with two wins, he should get it no matter what. This is impressive to keep your yeah, team
2: and- – and I think what's really impressive about Pittsburgh is in an era where football, where throwing the ball has been so easy for teams and completing 65 to 68 percent of your passes, for Pittsburgh's defense to hold teams to 57 percent completion against them, to to put you know the pressure on the quarterback. And basically, this is not a typical Pittsburgh defense. This is a Pittsburgh defense you can run the ball on, but you can't throw it on. Yep. And last time they played the Ravens, the Ravens ran for over 200 yards, turned the ball over four times to cost them. So I'm with you. I think Tomlin is the leader in the clubhouse as the coach of the year right now. Ben coming back, not a great running game, even though James Conner won't play today. You know, a lot of injuries in their offensive line. Pouncey today goes on COVID list. So he's got to shuffle things around like all coaches. You know, getting Claypool as good as he is to play as quickly as he has. You know, it's really one of his finest coaching jobs ever.
1: Yeah, Michael, do you think that they uh, blueprinted the Ravens? Because after the Steelers game with the Ravens, it seems like everybody kind of went to that outside linebacker, attacked the quarterback, whether he's got the ball or not. And the Ravens have struggled since.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the Ravens want you to play small so they can play big. And they want you to play big and then they'll play small. And if you just play big, you know, you start to have body punch them. And I think that's what the Steelers did. And, and, you know, they get made fun of all the time because you got a linebacker coming in a slot receiver, but they want those body blows. They want to hit the quarterback every single time and make him by the fourth quarter not feel really comfortable running the ball. You, the key to football is if I, if I formation you to do something and I gain an advantage by you doing it, then then I can take off and, the Steelers have just said, "No, you're not going to we're not you're not going to you can run the ball on us, that's fine. We'll play our nickel, we'll play our dime, but we'll, we'll play our base. We're, we're going to play what's going to affect your quarterback." And they've gotten away with it.
1: Yeah.
0: Who are your top teams in the NFL right now? You have the Steelers up there as uh You know,
2: I have gotten into this cuz I do Vicent every weekend. I do it every day usually my Lombardi line show. So, it's been fascinating for me And so I've come up with my own power rankings just through what I believe are the statistics that really matter to to winning games. And and then I take those power rankings and I pit those games against one another and come up with my own lines. And not that I bet, because I don't. So like my number one team is Pittsburgh this week, followed by New Orleans, followed by Tampa, Green Bay, and then Kansas City. And some of that is now the margin between Tampa Bay and Kansas City is very, very small. But some of that is because Kansas City gives up a lot of yards in the last part of the game because they have a lead. So their numbers on defense aren't as transcending as well as, say, New Orleans numbers are. So that's what I try to do, and then it goes all the way down. So, for example, you know, let's say Cincinnati's playing Miami. You know, my line is 10.25 in that game, and the line comes out at 11.5. So that tells me – that there's, I have a 2.9% margin of error within that. And if I'm going to recommend a game, I want to be higher than that because I there there's going to be some give in those. So that's what I've come up with. And it's been actually when I stay with my numbers, but I'm a tooch, I don't all the time, when I just basically just say, take a motion out of it and say, here's what I think the numbers should be, it works out pretty well for me.
0: Now you have Tampa above Kansas City in your –
2: Power rankings, rankings, which is a little misleading because there's some numbers that Kansas City get higher on. And then Kansas City, it depends if you're playing on the road, not playing on the road. But last week I had, I had Tampa should have been the favorite in the game uh, just based on my power rankings, knowing that that's not ever going to be the case because everybody, because remember the betting line is always about where they're going to get the money going both ways. And so, you know, that's not going to be the case, but like, let's take last week. Let's take let's take a, a game like uh, like a Carolina Minnesota. I had that as a pick 'em game. That bo- I had both teams right at the same level. So for Carolina to get four points at the start of the week, that's a good play.
1: Okay, ah, I'm gonna start following that. Make a fortune.
2: <laughs> but it, it, it really, you know, I started last week, John, last year, and it really helped me. I was at I was at over sixty-seven percent. But this year, like a true Italian. I got, I started thinking I could outsmart it and I would say to myself, well, I don't really see that, you know? And so I'm going to go like last week, Philly played uh, Cleveland and it should have been Cleveland all over. And, you know, and I said, nah, Philly's backs to the wall. I'm going to take Philly. And I was completely wrong. You got beat on that.
0: Is your criteria a secret formula or? No. uh... Well,
2: you know, it's a lot of it is based on my book on the things that I think really matter that really determine the outcome of games. You know, like when you look at, when you look at, obviously it's a turnover Then I have an offensive rating that I give every team based on yards per attempt, based on, you know, first down throwing, there's a bunch of different variables in that. And then I go through the schedule, offensive line play, yards per attempt, defense, red zone, third downs, red zone, offensive, defensive third downs. And then I come up with a total number. Once I rank those numbers, I come up with a total number, and then that number then leads me to uh, my power rankings. And then from there, I am able to calculate what I think the line will be.
1: Who are your sleeper teams this year? Who's the teams that are like? Because every year, and especially in pickems and gambling and stuff, you're like, wow, this you know five and five team constantly does exactly what they need to to win bets. You
2: know, you know, for me. This week, let me just get to my weekly here.
1: Because um, I'd have to say the Chargers are on that list. They're always in. Well, the
2: Chargers, the Chargers are always on the list, except when then you factor Anthony Lennon, and when you bet them, you lose. So then you say, like, what did I just do? <laughs> so I end up having a coaching ranking, too, because I wanted to be able to say it. I, I would say the teams that rise a lot, Miami has risen quite a bit over the weeks. Uh, Carolina is a little better than you think, even though they haven't won very many games but they can't quite stop anybody on third down. Uh, Arizona's a really good team numerically, even though they've lost three of the last four and should have lost four based on the Hopkins great play in the end zone. But they're, they've been ranked really high in my power rankings all year. And, you know, last week I thought they would have beaten New England, but I wasn't sure that the quarterback was healthy. He didn't look like the same player he did earlier in the year, especially, you know, with his shoulder. And so I would say – you know, the the Raiders are so inconsistent on defense that, I, but they're ranked. Cleveland's another team that I think is really a good team that that has a good power ranking. That nobody really, you know, I know they've won eight games, but they're a little bit better than you think they are.
1: But they can't beat good teams. So if they're up against somebody even, don't touch them.
2: Don't touch them, and then that's where you have to really be careful. So the matchup. So if they play, if they play a team that can stop the run, Baltimore. Right then Cleveland can't really win the game because they rely on Mayfield. Mayfield can't make the throws that they need in that. So when Cleveland plays Pittsburgh in week 17 of the season, which could mean something, right? That game could mean something because we know Kansas City's probably not going to lose another game the rest of the year, right? So So Pittsburgh's got to stay at least even to get the bye. They've got to win all out. And, you know, that game will be a hard matchup. Pitt, that game will be a hard matchup for Cleveland. Cleveland. Pittsburgh will stop the run. They'll play their base run against them, and then it'll be really hard.
1: Yeah. See when I see. Go ahead, John. I say sixteen and zero is what Michael just said. I'm pretty sure I heard that. <laughs>
2: I, I, you know, I, I think you're better off losing a game. I know yeah. it's gonna. I know you don't want to lose. I, I mean, I don't know how the tiebreaker works, but I think the pressure of of that kind of lends itself that, to Washington.
1: That's, I, I keep telling my friends, lose the Washington game. If you're going to lose any. I don't
2: know if they can lose that one because <laughs> they'll, because TJ, they'll put so much pressure. I love Alex Smith. He's a great story, but like, there's a perfect example of my power ranking. So I thought for sure Dallas would win the Thanksgiving day game. And I I, I thought for sure, I thought Alex Smith is going to be too slow against the Dallas front and Whenever he plays against a fast defensive front, he just even though he's back, he's not really back. But my numbers said at Washington should have been a three-point favorite, so I took him and I won. But I think that that's a hard matchup for Washington. Pittsburgh's defensive front against their offensive line—they're 29th in my offensive line ranking. Pittsburgh's second in pass rush. That, that's not a good. That's not a good formula.
1: Yeah, that's the only one that on the left on the schedule that I say you can lose and still get a tiebreaker with the Chiefs. Because if you're going to lose one, you got to lose it out of conference, you, and that would yeah, be,
2: that's right, yeah.
1: Matter, and that's the only one we got left. Otherwise, you get the Bills and the Colts and a couple of division games. And
2: Bills and Colts will be hard games.
1: Yeah, ugh. Got an hour till Wednesday afternoon game time. I'm getting antsy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It's so it is hard. weird. It's weird like, for you guys. It'll be it'll be so early in the day. Well, that's
0: happened already this year. I, I kind of like that because that's that's kind of the dead time during the day where there isn't much going on, and all of a sudden you flip the TV on and there's football in mid-afternoon. Yeah,
1: we're like 60s housewives, though. We don't have anything to do in the afternoon.
2: I yeah, I, I'll, I'll then go up and look at the refrigerator see what's in there and eat. Yeah, that's the only thing I do. In the yeah, <laughs> Did you watch the
0: uh, – to get away from football here for a second, did you watch the, the Tyson fight at all?
2: Did no, I did. I did not uh, get that. How was it?
0: I mean, it's entertaining. It's kind of WWE. It was it was interesting. Uh, John and I were texting back and forth the entire time. As Mike Tyson, we actually had lists <laughs> going back and forth just talking I about everything.
1: Maybe you and I could have a better time doing it. But it, was, it seemed like it was all for entertainment. It was reality boxing. We had a good time. I was high as a kite. It worked out great.
0: <laughs> I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> I'm a philanthropist. Philanthropy.
1: Didn't you find it Mike Tyson's league is called Legends Only League LOL which I loved every second of the idea of like cuz it was just completely almost like eh, this is all for show for fun this wasn't it was entertaining but it wasn't good boxing the undercards were great yeah but the uh, other than Jake Paul but the uh, the Tyson Jones fight was 2 minute rounds of two old men bar fighting and you're like this is silly
2: but, And then didn't Nate Robinson just get knocked out silly
0: Oh, crud! I mean, it was – he. they ran – he ran – it was like a little kid playing airplane, yeah. like he was running head first with his arms back. Like, I didn't even understand what that was all about. And who trained him?
1: Who said this is what boxing is and then, like, run headlong into a guy who just I, – I, look, I've done, like, boxing as a workout for 15 years. I would win 10 out of 10 fights against anybody with Nate Robinson's game plan which we'll is run with your hands down.
2: <laughs> it was a, it was
0: funny, and and Jake Paul had probably the reach advantage. Was taller. It, none of it made sense.
1: I, I don't Once know. Guy runs at you with his hands down <laughs> in trying to put a hand out. You're going to win that fight. Did they make money on this? Did people pay for view? Was this a? Successful?
2: I believe it
0: was the biggest pay per view ever. That's what I was.
2: It's not wow out. in the
0: history of Western civilization.
1: I think wow. it just barely passed uh, uh, Jerry Cooney and Larry Holmes but it was successful. No, I thought it made are I you, thought it, it I, I, well. I thought it
0: actually did quite well. No,
1: it did well. It are wasn't are,
0: giant, but are
1: you
2: two fun. going to engage yourself in Godfather 3 the new release? Dakota? Yeah, the the death of Michael Corleone, are you going to engage in that?
0: I just saw I just heard about it today. So, are there did they make changes to it? What's the
2: Apparently the ending's going to change. Oh, I, think I was just reading things, a little bit I, about I, it. I mean, Coppola apparently had a lot of things that he didn't put in, so it's going <laughs> to be interesting to see.
0: But What it's- I heard was Michael Corleone ends up with uh, superpowers and an arc reactor, in, <laughs> and he, I have the ability to lead a group of superhumans against <laughs> the evil Thanos.
1: It would be better so- than Godfather 3 what you're describing. So the problem is not the ending. It's the first two and a half hours.
2: Yeah. I, I really think it's the cast. I, I think nobody, no self-serving Italian, thinks George Hamilton could have ever been in the mafia. Maybe. There's just no way. <laughs> you don't you don't grow up with an ascot around your neck and say, okay, you're a mafioso, George. Like, that was like, somebody didn't think that through.
1: The second like, Robinson Paul just- said no, they should reconsider that character
2: and those are my Italian killing so I apologize
1: mm. <laughs> yeah Godfather 3 redone is just gonna be lipstick on Godfather 3 I think
2: yeah, yeah I will d- I, 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 well, I'm gonna watch it they're gonna they, they're gonna pull me back in again <laughs> I to, you know,
0: every <laughs> time he thinks he's out they pull him back in. Oh, yeah. all right michael well thank you very much you helped us and you actually uh you made sense uh of everything we were very confused about and i'm hey. actually kind of mad about it because i wanted it to be a conspiracy yeah. so no, yeah, i mean Jeff- if
2: we want to talk conspiracy i am in the middle of a book called blood called brothers about the jfk conspiracy i'll be more than happy to come on and discuss that with you
0: oh I'm- our neighbor uh, you know our neighbor had one of the guys who was riding in the car, one of the agents, he was yeah. over and my he's just passed away recently, but my wife went and grilled him on the whole thing. She and we could we could do an episode where uh we talk about that and my wife Cause she's 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 huge. She, all, every conspiracy, everything that she could be a part of in her own little way. She like she went to OJ's house. You might not consider that a conspiracy, but she went <laughs> to his house and walked around and everything like that. But he had but all the inside said, information. Did she,
2: to, did she go to Boulder, Colorado, and walk around where John Benet Ramsey was murdered? Because I've done that.
0: No, no, and you're you're a creep too. Yeah, so.
2: I mean, it's just you saw that house so much that poor little yeah, girl. Like you and you then when you go to Boulder, you know, I was at the University of Colorado, so like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go over and see where this house is. And yeah, I mean, when you're a conspiracy buff, you go look at where are the the things you've seen. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. she and yeah. but that she she got a bunch of inside information from oh, that that agent. He he wrote a book too, and he might have been part of. One of the JFK movies, you know, a consultant on that, but he was – I can't remember the exact situation because it's, it's –
2: Was the name Clint? What? Is his first name Clint? Uh, I
0: think he's
2: still alive, though. I think he's still – Clint's still alive. The guy who jumped on the car is still alive, which is
1: fascinating. Kind of, gun went off. That no he,
2: one jumped on the car other than that one Secret Service agent. Let me check. Uh, you well, The talk most fascinating yourself.
1: part of that entire conspiracy to me is in the history of assassinations throughout mankind, it's the only one where the accused person didn't admit to doing. it. Yeah. The only one. He's the only one that actually said, I did not commit this crime. And no hey, assassination ever has. Every happened.
2: time I watch that movie, and I've watched it repeatedly, JFK, I think Frank... It's the perfect impressionist movie because there's so many great actors in it that you can just roll from Jack Lemmon to Walter Matthau to, to Ed Ashner to Kevin Costner to Tommy Lee. Jo- I mean, it's just like one after another. There's all of them have different voices and distinctive voices.
1: Have you ever
0: heard John's Tommy Lee Jones? I'm no, I love do to. Oh no! This is this is great. It's, it's
1: from it's, No Country for Old Men, though. He makes me do it every time, but it's uh, oh yeah,
0: it's my favorite I, thing I to it. do. It's you're my trained you're my yeah, trained I monkey. This me. is the organ grinder.
1: I had two dreams about my dad last night. Both of them were kind of strange. Can't remember the first one. The second one, <laughs> and he flew off into the woods and all that cold and all that dark. And then I turned him into Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, where he yeah. just the video where Tommy Lee blows or gets blown by Pamela. Anderson. she was sucking on my dick while I was honking. On the boat. I didn't necessarily ask for it, but I wasn't going to turn it away either. <laughs> I
2: love it. Thank you, Frank. Right. I appreciate being here. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: But, thank you much. I'll, I'll find out who the, the, uh, we'll do an yeah, episode let, about whatever you want to
2: do here. it. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'll have read every book. I'm now on Mary Pinoche Meyer, the, the, uh, the daughter, do- the uh, sister of Ed Brad- of uh, Ben Bradley's former wife, and that was JFK's main squeeze in the White House. So, and yeah. she got shot, <laughs> and right after he passed away, she got shot in Georgetown on the street, and nobody solved her murder yet.
1: Three, th- stuff. three things I love about Thanksgiving the, the smell of turkey, the Lions lose every year, and the JFK assassination shows that run all week long. It's, it's so good. It's the best. <laughs> I'm all in on this this next podcast weekly.
0: Yeah, oh, that'll be fun. Let that'll, me know. We'll do, we'll do that, and then aliens a couple of weeks later. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, can how do, can people can people get your your Lombardi line and stuff like that? How can people? It's the Lombardi it?
2: line. We're on V S I N Sports Information. My podcast is the GM Shuffle, and I write this. I write a daily coach email every day at Daily Coach. Uh and the Athletic Online, I write them for them
1: too. So awesome. awesome. Thank, Thank you, so much. you, Michael.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate
1: it, Michael. Always uh entertaining, Michael.
0: Yeah, well, informative informative is also it the uh... help though. As a
1: Steeler fan, we're all wrapped up in the idea that this has all been just pushed against us and the Ravens are getting favorable treatment. And I've tried to be the cooler head amongst my friends to say You're know. the cool head? <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap, what? It's what? But it's basically saying uh, it isn't a conspiracy against us, although it's hard to argue with the only thing they said last Tuesday was we have concerns about travel and like, all right, Wednesday. And then when the Ravens get the extra day next week, you're like, why do they get this treatment? And like Michael Lombardi didn't help with that at all by saying,
0: no, that was a weird. That's a weird. Why are they playing Tuesday? Yeah. When I looked is there up And that. I love the, the NFL's explanation, and I know this won't satisfy you, but the NFL's explanation was that uh, that game with the Ravens and Cowboys was originally going to be a Thursday night game. So it needed to be its own thing, its own night. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's as far as TV contracts go, they were supposed to have the solo game
1: night, which I don't know how that is different from which a Monday night why. football game. But. But because, well, because Thursday night games are contractual obligation that everybody gets a primetime game oh okay but that, that makes sense why because the ravens are getting that today
0: B- but unintentionally
1: So's next tuesday
0: n- n- well yeah yes
1: yeah, so, I, mean, I mean and look that makes a little bit of sense to me but just they're flipping coins and throwing things around they would still have an isolated game if they played monday before the the night game and the steelers played tuesday the steelers should get the extra day if anybody should uh and that's yeah you know, no i, okay. I agree <laughs> there But they get the extra day because they've been robbed of a bye week. They got their their mini bye taken away. This whole nightmare comes in and now they've got to dance uh, all around everybody else's problems and play the shorter week than the team that screwed it all up. But they won't lose a pick. And I would I would venture to guess the Ravens are going to lose a top three pick out of this. This is going to be a big pick.
0: All right. Well, here I find, I got uh, the information from Michelle. When we do our next podcast about JFK, the the, the agent's name was Tim McIntyre, and this is this is going to be interesting. He was in their rear left car, and the guy next to him pushed his gun down.
1: Oh, oh, and and it's just see to me this is the best of our last century conspiracy yeah. that ever imagine because it's he
2: died last year at 84
1: yeah. yeah
0: he was but i mean he was at the, the two houses down from me this is where michelle was grilling him and asking him all sorts of questions and it didn't start out like that it started cordial and nice and then all of a sudden she started digging in because she
1: doesn't care yeah i think people are aiming the wrong way my conspiracy for the entire thing and i've watched and and, and done tons of uh, like looking into it i won't say a lot of reading because i just like i look at the internet stuff but the uh I think Lee Harvey did it all alone, but I think he thought there were more people. So when he got <laughs> bounced, he's like, "Oh, wait a second, this isn't my deal." He's that's definitely done it, but I think he was by himself, and that's why he said, "I'm a patsy." I think he thought it was a turkey shoot; just keep firing. And so
0: he's similar to a Steeler fan.
1: Yeah, they got robbed. He just Goddell. thinks everything. Roger Goodell did it. Kraft and Goodell are behind this entire thing completely. Yeah, it does feel though like everybody's like who else was involved? It's like no, we got the guy and then killed him before he told. No, no, they were supposed everybody was supposed to die. Connolly was supposed to die. Jackie was supposed to. All these people were supposed to die. My my job was to get Kennedy and nobody else shot. And he's, that's when he goes on his first words are no, no, no. I didn't do this. I'm a patsy. Yeah, and then right. 3 days in 3 days in a room being interviewed and no information came from that at all nothing and then they walk him out and a, a strip club owner kills him. to me lee harvey did it alone but thought there were more people that's very interesting that's yeah, great
0: it's I'll probably see. what it is too
1: yeah all right well we're gonna do
0: uh one more episode we'll get into it in depth and you'll prove everybody wrong that's ever you know been a part of it right um so we're gonna do the there's this episode obviously and then next week's episode then we're gonna take a break until january and we'll uh have a lot to to uh talk about at that point so uh that's it w- one more next week and then we're going to take a big break i love you guys so much i don't know we're done
1: so much back. <laughs> but
0: I, I just mumbled my way out of it i don't know <laughs> we should
1: have just said x out now we're all done now i gotta go i gotta go home the game's on in 20 minutes yeah, Cut. he's gotta go yeah get out of here I don't
0: know and how you how have to... an event to hold on. you have an event tonight
1: yeah five. Uh, he's gonna be late what do you... for that what do you have to do just hand out beer for Might people in masks down. or Homebird. what? How? Yeah, in yeah, the outside? Yeah. Drive by. We're oh, we, drive by we
0: online. Drive by. Wait a second. Drive by handing out beer.
1: It's the best thing a radio station could do. Talk about WKRP. So uh, we brew a beer every year called Holmberg Bound. It's very popular. We sold uh, we sold over a thousand six packs. Is that right, Rich? Yep. Yep. Six packs. But you can't go milling around a bar. So the drivers are coming. And I hand them their six pack through the window, and they drive off with beer because radio is smart. Give the driver beer, we said. So we're doing that.
0: Brilliant. All right, I'm going to mumble my way out again. All right, go find your uh, ductwork and toilet paper, and you can home, home, Blue
1: Man Holmberg. You look
0: more like Skeletor. All right, talk to you later,
1: guys. That's the (laughs) end. Bye, guys. I can't turn this off. Richard, it's yours.